0: Mindset. The established set of attitudes held by someone. This week, we're talking about five different mindsets that can get us down during the holidays and how to avoid them. The holiday season can bring forth a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different emotions. And with that, a lot of different attitudes. We want to take a moment to address five key things that try to get us down during the holiday season so we can enjoy the true meaning of Christmas and all that it brings. Let's get right to it. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions.
1: We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine.
0: Now, let's get reckless. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 42. If you're listening to this on the day this comes out, then that means there are only 14 full remaining days left before Christmas. Take a deep breath in, deep breath out. Yes, Christmas season is coming. Well, Christmas season's here. Christmas is coming very quickly, it seems, this year, especially for us. So today, we thought it best to keep with the theme of the season and talk about Five Christmas mindsets that negatively impact our holiday season and how to avoid them. We're just going to go over these five things. They're in no particular order. Uh, These are just five things that Elaine and I have been thinking about that can worm their way into our minds around this season and wreak havoc on our joy, on our comfort, and on the true meaning of this season and just steal away uh, every bit of fun that this season can can potentially bring. But before we get into that, I have a quick reminder about our community group. That's right, uh, the Reckless community is blossoming. We're excited to see where it's going, and we want you to be a part. We want to hear your voice. We want you in on this conversation. So please go to the show notes below, click the link, request to join, and we look forward to hearing from you also if you haven't done so thus far, and uh, maybe you've listened to the show before, and you're like, hey, I like these guys. I'm going to stick around. If you don't mind, go down or up or wherever it is on your screen. Find that little block that says leave a review. And if you'll leave an honest review, we would greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, always remember to go. And if you haven't done so, click that subscribe button so you can stay connected and get notifications on whatever device you use to let you know when new episodes air. A lot of cool things in the works, and it's a great time of year. So let's dive right into this so we can cut down these negative mindsets before they take root on the last couple weeks leading up to Christmas. Here it comes. So, Elaine, before we dive into this, what is your biggest uh, pet peeve with the holiday season?
1: Probably social media.
0: Social media.
1: Yes. Um... People are always comparing themselves on Instagram of um, their perfect Christmas tree, um, all the holiday traditions that their family does, all the vacations. Um, Ever since I've been in high school, people my age like post pictures of all the things that they got for Christmas. And while I think it's cute if it's a parent taking a picture of their kids opening presents that they got from Santa, I think it just kind of comes off a little rude. When people post pictures of all the things that they got, um, it just kind of makes you feel like, oh, well, I didn't have that good of a Christmas because I didn't get this stuff, or um, their Christmas better. Their Christmas is a lot better um, because I don't have a boyfriend who is able to give me diamonds, or I don't have parents who are able to get me, you know, the newest technology. Like it just kind of rubs it in your face.
0: That's a good place to start with. Uh, the first Christmas mindset we're going to go over is getting caught up in the hype. You know, the picture perfect Hallmark movies, the social media posts, making everything look just perfect uh, perfect rap jobs, perfect uh, family photos, and all of that. Getting caught up in the hype. And so that's the first negative mindset we're talking about. Christmas time is a hypey season. Uh, you walk into every department store, and it is just on full display blaring itself with every token character invented to uh, to sell and to promote corporations and buying. And there's a lot of hype. There's hype to have the best photos, to have the picturesque, uh, you know, families and the picturesque Uh, Christmas presents, and everything has to be just done perfect. And the truth is, there's nothing perfect about. it. Like, that's just, that defeats the purpose of Christmas to me. Christmas is so much more than just a perfectly wrapped box. And I say that as someone who actually is very, like, prideful of my wrapping jobs. Like, I enjoy wrapping presents and making them look pretty. There's nothing wrong with any of that. There's nothing wrong with posting to social media. But it's the comparisons. It's when you start comparing your Christmas time to someone else's. And then you start getting into this mindset of, well, why can't we have what they have? Why can't we do things like they do it? And it takes us away from the joy of experiencing Christmas just with us. You know, it reminds me of, uh, I'm a photographer, uh, and I do it uh, as it's one of my side hustles, I guess you could say, is like I do photography work. And I typically have my camera with me anytime I go anywhere, like quote unquote, special. So if I'm going out of town anywhere, if I'm going on a trip, I always try to have my camera with me. And so uh, one of the big things that you have to be careful of when you're taking photos all the time is to live behind the lens instead of experiencing the moment. Some things are meant just to live and experience and not necessarily to uh, try to capture every little thing. And I think that translates over well uh, into Christmas time, sometimes it's okay to experience your Christmas and not feel like you have to document every little thing and make it appear a certain way to someone else because it's not a comparison game. It's a season of, or should be a season of joy and giving in life, and we get so caught up in the hype of the the department store beauty of it and just the, this polished look And, you know, honestly, to me, the most beautiful part of Christmas is the more rugged, uh, rough around the edges part.
1: Well, and I know a lot of people, especially with Christmas family photos, a lot of people like have to have it just right. Their outfits all have to be matching. Um, They take a a million photos just to get the one perfect picture. And you're always trying to outdo um, your family photos each year. And I just, I think that kind of loses the point of family photos. Like, family photos aren't supposed to be staged and perfect. They're supposed to be genuine and candid. And, you know, if your child's making a, a goofy face, like, that's okay. Like, that's their personality. Sure,
0: and, and it's okay to want to take really good family photos or to enjoy wrapping presents really ornately or to have the big decorative treat. There's nothing wrong with any of those things per se. It's when it becomes a comparison game of I have to have this picturesque Christmas. And you start comparing yourselves to all the Hallmark movies, which all are the same plot line, just repeated, and I still, for some reason, watch them. And it's, it's silly because we get caught up in these fantasies that distract us from living our lives. And it takes away from the true meaning of the season to me.
1: This reminds me of um, that scene in The Grinch when they're putting the Christmas lights on their houses. And um, Cindy Lou, whose mom, is like, you know, scavenging her house, getting all the light bulbs and the um, fixtures above the table just to outdo her neighbor. And then her neighbor, like, has this, like,
0: I need that gun.
1: Machine gun, I think. I need that. Or somewhere. I don't know what you would call it, but like her neighbor just completely just outdoes her, like in like literally five seconds. And right. she's like, just kind of like let down. She's like, I got all these light bulbs from my house. Like I took the light out of the refrigerator just to compete with my neighbor who has like this machine gun.
0: Well, yeah. And I think the best way to sum all that up is. You know, Christmas is not a competitive race. It's more of like a tag team effort. You know, we're all running this thing together, you know, just like life, uh, you know, but we're all running this together. But I think uh, the original intent behind Christmas of joy and Christmas cheer and and sharing love and, uh, you know, good, kind spirit and all these things get drowned out by just the hype of trying to outdo and be bigger and better. And I think this is a good place to transition into our next point.
1: Thinking cost equals love. Like buying the biggest Christmas presents or the presents that have the greater um, price tags on them equates to how much you love somebody.
0: And you can see this carried over so much in our culture in general. You think about wedding rings and how much we spend on uh, little stones. You think about... uh, fancy cars and big houses, but so much of this carries over into the Christmas season because we equate spending money with how much we love someone. There's a popular little um, kind of like a word graph that's going around on Facebook right now or has been that's, uh, you know, don't spend, you know, don't go in debt or rack up bills on your credit card to show someone you love them. Honestly, it's just, it's not worth it you know money does not equate love Uh, and that's how you spoil people you make ready children honestly in my opinion big amounts of money being spent can sometimes feel overwhelming Uh, it can feel like like you almost have to repay someone it can it can come across a lot of different ways and this is coming from someone I actually had really big Christmases growing up I was an only child uh and so like my Christmases were abnormally large, but as I got older, like I realized there just wasn't the importance with things, and I realized like the gifts were cool, but honestly, it's the tradition and the value of family and everything that means more to me than gifts, and my dad is a huge gift giver. He loves, like he hates receiving gifts, but he loves giving gifts, and that's one of his love languages, giving gifts, and that's Completely cool, and I respect that. And so um, that being said, uh, you know, he. you don't go into debt to show someone you love them because buying someone something isn't showing them love.
1: You're just buying their love.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, it's, it's fleeting because at the end of the season, you look and you have all these new things trying to find places for them. Uh, sometimes we buy stuff out of obligation instead of need. And that goes back to our episode on consumerism with uh, Sarah Sullivan of we have all this stuff and we just go and get more stuff as an expression of love. And the truth is, we can take this. I mean, I don't know if everything's going to end up back at the Grinch, the live action movie with Jim Carrey. He literally looks at all the little Whovians. He's like, do you know where all your Christmas gifts end up in the dump in the trash heap with me? And like, there's a lot of truth to that. We buy stuff for people out of obligation, and it's stuff we don't need, and they don't want, but we do it because we feel we have to, and then we end up with more things and more waste, and it's just this cycle of now we have less money, we have less room, we have more clutter, and we have more stuff we don't need, and it's just, it's, it's, it's like, why? Why do we do it? Well, because we've been kind of brainwashing a sense to do that yeah commercialism has told us to and there's like I said all of this is in moderation there's nothing wrong with buying gifts
1: there's nothing even wrong with buying expensive gifts like every once in a while like sometimes sure. you need a new car like you know there are some instances where that's okay but sometimes I feel like it could almost be offensive if you bought somebody something super expensive just to write it off, like write off your checklist, like, okay, I bought this thing or whatever. Now um, I don't have to get them anything or they they should be happy. But um, what if that person wanted something special or homemade or, you know, bought locally or whatever, and then they didn't really want something that was super expensive. Like they just didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know how to say thank you.
0: Well, and that goes to something I was about to say, and you just kind of touched on it, is what means more? uh, Just a store-bought card that's just generically signed with your name or a card that has uh, a note written in it? You know, sometimes instead of looking to spend tons of money, use maybe your talent or your gifts to craft something or do something for someone else. Right. Gift your time. Gift your ability in some other way that's mutually beneficial and meaningful. And sure, there are it's okay to go out and buy new candles or, you know, new pots and pans. And all those things are fine. Like, I'm not saying you can't go and do those things. There's times and places for that. And, uh, you know, there's going to be times and places where we go and we buy things that aren't necessarily needed. And I understand that happens. But what I'm saying is, We need to be careful of that mindset of just buying to buy and spending to spend because we don't want to get on the other end of the holiday season having to spend the rest of our year working our butts off to pay back what we spent uh, for stuff that people didn't even really want when we could have invested a little bit of time in our holiday season.
1: Created memories like by going on a trip or something. Like spending that, if you're going to spend thousands of dollars on whatever like spend thousands of dollars on a vacation on a yeah. trip and create memories go somewhere go out of the country like do things with that person not just buy them something and write it off and then not really do anything
0: sure gifts should be you know create keepsakes create memories instead of creating uh you know just another thing in someone's life and since we're on the topic of gift giving I think it's a great transitional point into uh, our third mindset, and that's don't let your get override your give. Don't let your get override your give, as in don't let your desire to receive override your desire to give back. The holiday season is interesting because we see on TV the picturesque movies of family. We see all of the different posts on social media, like we were just talking about, of families getting together and different people doing different things for the holidays. And most likely our circle is full of a bunch of people who are trying to make their season look as if everything is merry and bright. But the truth is, there are a lot of people who are very lonely on the holidays. There are a lot of people who do not have the finances to go and buy the necessities, much less uh, to afford the luxuries that we, so many of us, go and waste money on. Uh, you may be able to think back to a point in your life when maybe you were in that boat. And it all ties back into this is the season of giving, and commercialism has taken that and blown it up out of proportion to make it look like the season of giving is go and spend money, like just like on our last mindset point, go and spend all the money, get all the things, and give, 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 give. But all that really does is line pockets of business. I don't have any issue with business. Elaine and I are in business. We need people to buy things so we can live. I get that. But the season of giving is so much more than just Things. And our desire to give should far outweigh our desire to get. You know, whenever you think about presents, so easily we can get in the mindset of, uh, well, I have to give the better gift to so-and-so, or I wonder what so and so is going to get me. I remember, like, being a kid. Like, we, we make our children so focused on being good kids so we can get the best presents. And it's all about getting and receiving, and what do I get? And I remember as a kid... I don't think I was super bad about that, but I remember having that mindset. Like I said, only child had big Christmases and everything. And as I got older, I realized, like, I don't even care as much about the gifts. I just want to enjoy the people around me. Even in that, we can get caught up in, well, so-and-so's acting out this Christmas season and they're just ruining my season. You know, well, uh, so-and-so is upset over something at dinner and they're just having a bad day to day, and they're ruining my Christmas season, and, like, we could get this, this self-righteousness on us, and instead of saying, like, well, why is this person upset, what's going wrong in their world, you know, what is going on with them, how can I help them, you know, even if they're being selfish, even if they're in that mindset, like, what is going on in their world that I could possibly potentially help, uh, and just get out of that mindset of, it's all about me, and what I get, and what I receive, You know, you think about homeless people out on the streets who maybe they don't have a family anymore. Maybe they're, um, you know, they're out there trying to make it, trying to get back on their feet. What are they doing for Christmas? You know, it's, it's it's a season where we can get so caught up, focused on just the get that we forget to give. And get goes deeper than just presents. It goes so much deeper than just what we've been told. Like I said, you know, even uh, the giving of itself, you know, going out and spending the money and buying the fancy things is in a sense getting something too. It's it's this, uh, this high we get of thinking how great we've affected someone. In reality, the best thing we can do is just be there for each other.
1: One, kind of going back to the homeless people situation um, of them like watching all the heavy traffic near the mall and seeing people spend all this money that they don't even really have and buying things that they don't even really need. And then it kind of also goes back to like the Salvation Army where they like sit in front of the doors at like all the department stores and stuff. And you're like, oh no, I'm not going to give them anything. Like I can't afford to give them anything. But then they're going to go spend all this money on all these presents that they don't need to even buy or... The money that they don't have just racking up credit cards, but they're not even willing to help, you know, just give a dollar or something um, or extend a hand out to the homeless people. Like they just walk right past the people who are in need, but they're not really paying attention to them.
0: You know, there's a lot of things that tie into this mentality to the heart, and it's really hard. There is a large group of people. You will see an influx of panhandling around the holidays because people prey, not play, prey on other people's emotions. You will see people holding signs that are completely fake just to steal some money from someone who is on an emotional kick in the holiday season, and it makes people bitter. It makes people bitter toward giving in the holidays. You will see people asking for money, everywhere. You will see people wanting charity because that's the spirit of Christmas is charity and giving, but it makes people cold and callous. And so I'm not saying this lightly of, you know, don't let your get outweigh your give. Like that's not a light statement. It's really an introspective statement to say, hey, let's take a step back. Let's think about uh, all the things that contribute to my emotions, to how I feel, to what I'm thinking, and to really just focus in on, you know, where am I bitter, where am I wrong, where can I do better in this season, and to be able to screen out all of the negativity that tries to kind of latch onto us in the season, uh, to cut out the people preying on our emotions, that are preying on our mindset, but still be able to have an open heart and a Christ-like heart to those who are truly in need, who truly need a helping hand. And just listening to those little unctions, you know, you could call it like an unction of the Spirit, to listen to, you know, those little things where you just know in your heart, like, hey, I need to do this for that person. I need to extend a a loving arm for this, or I need to bless someone with that. And uh, filter through all the negative, because there really is a lot of negative Around the holidays, there's a lot of people out there trying to get what they can get out of the season. And it makes it hard for those of us who are trying to be mindful uh, of those around us and who want to do good.
1: So, our next mindset that we need to break is placing tradition over comfort and above one's emotions.
0: Holidays are rough because we're around family that we don't always get along with. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations that we know are volatile. Sometimes we place uh, so much importance on our traditions that we sacrifice our own mental health and well-being, and that's not okay. Tradition is rooted in this season. It goes back all the way through you know, just the different folklore of the season itself, Uh, tradition is basically the epitome of Christmas. It's laced in everything from the Bible stories all the way through Santa Claus to the feasts, the tree, uh, the Christmas lights, all of these things that we have stacked on top of each other in these layers and layers of tradition. And the more you dig the more tradition you find. And every family has their own take on it. Every family has their own little things. And sometimes tradition, as much as we love it, can actually cost us our sanity. It can cost us our joy. And it's okay to change the way we do things. For instance, uh, going back to our previous episode, talking about loss in the holiday season. A lot of times whenever families experience loss, they sit around at the holiday season, whenever it arrives, trying to figure out how to make everything feel the way it felt before. They want to capture that essence one more time. They want to uh, relive it, and they feel like they're doing an injustice to the, the lost person by not doing things exactly the same. And that's, That's not true. You see, you can't recreate something when you're missing a a, a volatile piece of the equation. It has to change and it has to grow. And traditions are not meant to be stagnant. They're meant to be expressed and to grow and to be organic. And that's what tradition, you know, tradition and the word organic go so well together. It's a constant evolution or a constant growth of our... uh, Ways of expressing love, of our ways of expressing joy and celebration. And it's okay to have things change. Sometimes big things happen and we have to make big changes. You know, instead of going to the family dinner, it's getting out of town. Sometimes instead of opening presents, they go on a trip. Sometimes it's simple things like instead of cooking dinner, uh, going out to eat. While I'm not a fan of anyone having to work on Christmas, you know? Uh, it's just the truth is things change. And we should not ever let our tradition keep us held back from growing because then we're stagnating. And that's just not okay. It's not okay to just get stuck trying to recapture the feel of something long past. And the truth is, There's an even better experience waiting around the corner if we allow ourselves the opportunity to grow instead of trapping ourselves in the constant repeating ways of doing things. If you find yourself completely burnt out on trying to host the big family dinner, maybe it's someone else's turn. Maybe the family dinner doesn't happen. I'm just saying it's not the end of the world. Maybe... The family gets together on a different holiday, change things up, move things around. Maybe uh, you need it to just be you and your immediate family this year, or maybe you need some alone time. All of these things are okay because the holidays bring up a lot of emotions and a lot of baggage with them, and we have to be willing to allow those things to filter through and to express them and not get trapped by them.
1: Well, and I think specifically with um, people getting married and having kids, like it's okay to break away from the tradition of going to the big family get together. It's okay to have an intimate morning or spend all day of Christmas just with your spouse, with your children, or with your parents. You know, if you always went somewhere for Christmas, but you just got married and are part of a new family, it's okay if people come over to your house. Like it's okay. Um, I know whenever growing up, like, Every Christmas, we used to go to my great-grandparents' house, and we would have, like, these huge get-togethers, and, you know, a few years ago, my great-grandfather died, and uh, my great-grandmother has Alzheimer's, and so we don't have the big get-togethers, really, except for Easter anymore, and, you know, my parents just started spending Christmas Day at the house making a big breakfast, and we just enjoyed each other's presents, and then that night, We went to go get Chinese food, just as us, as our intimate family. And it's okay to have a new tradition. It's okay to spend quality time somewhere else.
0: Well, I think people forget traditions start somewhere. You know, old traditions do give way to new traditions. And things have to change. And things do change all the time. Big instances in life will change the way things are done. And to try to constantly dwell on the old ways things are done, to try to force things, uh, you know, to try to force one shape into a different shaped box is never going to work and it's always going to be uncomfortable and it's going to leave you dry. It's going to leave you feeling like you missed out or you worked too hard or you didn't get to enjoy the season and it's going to leave you upset and drained And that's not the whole meaning of the season at all. You know, this season is supposed to be life-giving, and so many times it's life-taking. But this mindset, as well as all the others we've mentioned here, lead to that. And tradition is a beautiful thing. As long as we don't take tradition as law, we take it as uh, an influence to um, bring back memories, to relive experiences but we're okay with it changing and adapting and growing and not taking it as some kind of unwritten, you know, uh, clan law that we have to follow.
1: And there's nothing written in stone that you have to get all the Christmas presents. You have to have a real Christmas tree. You have to have a big get together with your family. You can have get togethers with your friends. You know, your friends are your family as well and the people closest to you. And sometimes you're in a different state and you can't come home for the holidays. Or you got this big job promotion um, away from your family and you have to start new traditions with with the friends around you. And that's okay. Like there's nothing written in stone that you have to do this. It can change every year if you want it to.
0: Yeah. So we've talked about a lot here. We've went over four mindsets so far. And this last one is one that is a personal pet peeve of mine. And it is a constant battle, it seems, when this season comes around. Your traditional um, evangelical Christian side of people get really worked up about some things. Other sides get really worked up, and it just can get political. And this is the mindset that we've got to stop. And this is a big one, and I think it often gets overlooked. And it's don't get so offended. Quit getting offended. So what do I mean? Happy Xmas. That is like a trigger for so many people. Happy Xmas. X is a symbol for Christ. It means Christ. Merry Christmas. Just like C-H-R-I-S-T is our English uh, little word. We put those letters together to mean, you know, Christ, the Savior, Jesus. Uh, It's a different set of uh, letters in other languages. In Greek, it just happens to be the numeral X. It means Christmas. It's not taking Christ out of Christmas. It's not doing anything like that. It means Christmas. Chill the heck out. Also, happy holidays. Why does this offend people? Why does happy holidays offend people?
1: Why? Christmas isn't even the only holiday around this time of year. Right.
0: When you think about the season of holidays, it starts, in, in, at least in the United States, uh, and I guess everywhere, it starts kind of like right after Halloween. But for us, it starts right around Thanksgiving, and then it encompasses Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year. So, you have some big holidays there. Sure, Christmas is the most, um, you know, talked about one, but Jewish culture celebrates Hanukkah. Uh, New Year is a huge holiday for everyone. There are many holidays in this season, and just because someone says happy holidays, that's an encompassed statement to an entire season. It doesn't mean... They're not wishing you a Merry Christmas. Like, that's that's belligerent. I don't get why people get so offended. And I'm sorry if this is offending you. Maybe you need to check your heart a little bit. But it's freaking, there's so many holidays. It's okay to wish someone a happy holiday or to wish someone happy holidays. Oftentimes that's done on corporate levels or, uh, you know, to people who you may not see. As frequently, maybe you're not going to see someone in between every holiday. There's a week between Christmas and New Year.
1: They are blessing your entire season. Why are you offended?
0: Next, I saw this one just the other day. I didn't even know this existed. Uh, in the in European, like, uh, I guess, like European culture, or I know in the UK, I'm not so much sure in European, but I know in the UK, uh, they don't say Merry Christmas, they say Happy Christmas. I was reading this thread of people so offended that they were uh, that a, a McDonald's commercial uh said a happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas mind you, this was a commercial that aired in the u k not in the United States uh why why do people get so offended about the word happy Christmas we say we happy say, birthday right we say happy holidays well, apparently some of us don't we say uh you know happy Easter
1: happy Thanksgiving
0: but we say Merry Christmas. But some people say, happy Christmas. It's not a big deal. Just get over it. It's
1: interchangeable.
0: At least they're wishing you, you know, to have a good day. Like, just calm down. It's okay. Like, it's not an attack on Christmas. It's not a war on Christmas. Just slow your roll. Another one, big one, Starbucks cups. Starbucks oh my Starbucks is
1: not the enemy. They are not anti-Christ. They are not satanic. And just because they have a red cup or a green cup or a yellow cup does not mean that they're anti-Christmas.
0: And you know what? I, I would imagine Starbucks is quite the opposite. They make a lot of money around Christmas. They probably love the Christmas season. They capitalize on it very well. And you know, I understand they may not be the most quote-unquote Christian organization But there are many organizations we shop from all the time that are not. And I understand people have their beef with Starbucks. You're welcome to have your beef with Starbucks. But leave their cups alone. Get over it. It's just a cup. It's just a cup. Why are we
1: giving place to a cup?
0: Do you sit around at your house and only drink out of Christmas cups at the Christmas season? Probably not. Are you anti-Christmas? Probably not. You see, it's just a cup. They weren't putting hate statements on it. It was anything like that. It was just plain that one year that they did the plain red. There there's something every year. There was something Mm -hmm. this year about it too. Every year people find some reason to be offended at cups. Another one upside down Christmas trees. Why did that trend start? I don't get it either. I don't know why the whole upside down Christmas tree started. I don't know what rebellion they were supposed to be hatching against the Christmas tree, but the Christmas tree isn't even a Christian symbol to begin with. It's a pagan symbol so, if people do the whole upside-down Christmas tree, I don't understand what their reason is behind it. I don't understand what they think they're doing. They're
1: trying to be different.
0: Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't offend me because it's not like it's an attack on Jesus or something. It's just a Christmas tree.
1: That's not where your faith lies. Like, you're not idolizing a tree.
0: Something else. Jesus wasn't born On December 25th. All signs point to him being born somewhere in the middle of the year. Uh, I've heard different things. I've heard June. I've heard September, but we choose to celebrate Christmas on December 25th because it was a way to incorporate a pagan holiday of the winter solstice into the Catholic Church, henceforth the birth of the Christmas season. We choose to celebrate Jesus' birthday on this day. That's fantastic. I think it's a great holiday. It's my favorite holiday. It's my favorite time of the year. But we just got to let down the offense. We've got to let down all the negativity. We've got to take a deep breath in, deep breath out, and enjoy the season. Enjoy the meaning of the season. Don't worry about some war on Christmas because not everything has to be a war. Christmas is about peace, it's about love, it's about joy, not necessarily about fighting. We don't have to overspend, we don't have to put ourselves in crazy situations, we can just relax and be and let the season come, let it unfold and enjoy the journey and be there for someone else who maybe is in a rougher spot in life experience the gift of being present and allow yourself the freedom to enjoy the true meaning of christmas and let go all the stigmas everyone if you want some more reckless pursuit in your life please head over to our website therecklesspursuit.com you can drop us a voicemail send us an email say hi there we have a catalog of every episode we have ever done as well as our weekly blog posts and more there's plenty to do over there so go check it out we have an email list keeps you up to date with everything of course we said at the beginning we'll say it at the end there's the reckless community the link for that is in the show notes below and we would love to have you on board so please go click request to join and let's keep the conversation going and as always be brave be bold and be reckless we'll We'll talk talk
1: soon. soon Lay down up.